following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Ron didn't like his racist. We are, um, we are going to get more into the, um, I guess you could call it the non-normative side of medicine um, in Judaism. Well, outside of Right. Halachic normative. Um, which is, you know, last week we began a discussion, last week's parsha was, my me, parsha's So One of the things that uh, God makes a very powerful statement, which is that if you keep the mitzvot, God says, I'm your, I'll be your doctor. No insurance, nothing, he takes, God takes all, uh, right, so that's, that's a statement God said, Hashem So we discussed, um, many different interpretations of that um, including the, ba- the basic interpretation more or less was that uh, sort of preventative medicine God saying if you keep the Torah then you're good to go don't worry about your health I'll take care of it okay very uh, broad statement um, but we, we said then that it's not the statement don't interpret the statement as a support for those opinions including Christian scientists and Karaites and Nachmanides um, not to lump them together and compare them, God forbid, that uh, they all are of the opinion that, um, that based on this verse, this is the source that doctors are evil. Many sources, but this is one of them. That, uh, um, that medicine, the practice of medicine is, is really, God's will is, a person gets sick, so then you, in a certain sense, the Torah is telling you, God will heal you. Do not, you have no right to go against the will of God. Do you mean, evil, God. Or do you mean blasphemous? No. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. Yet on the same. other hand, uh, yeah. you're commanded to, to go see a doctor. Well, you're not. Well, that's the question. Where you, there's no Sinful commandment. We'll talk about that. <laughs> there's no explicit commandment in the Torah to see a doctor. As we'll talk about, permission in, in next week's parasha, Mishpatim, Torah says, Rapo, Yerapo, permission was given to the doctor to heal. It doesn't say you commanded to see a doctor. So it says permission was given to heal to the doctor. So that's really permission to go to medical school. It doesn't, it doesn't explicitly say you're, you're obligated to go see a doctor anyway. So they're saying this verse, Ani Hashem is telling you that God's your doctor. Why you don't, uh, don't go to doctors. Uh, I thought that would be their, the source. But we, we interpret it many different ways to... Try to get out of that um, that interpretation. What? What's the deductible? It's very high. Pain <laughs> cheap. I thought we were um, um, obligated to go see a, a doctor to take care of the bodies that God. That's let what they us. tell you. That's what your mother told you all the years. Also, that's what we, that's why. Well, you're supposed to guard yourself, right? Yeah, guard your health, but maybe it means doing mitzvahs. Anyway. So, so anyway, that's so that's we discussed all that last week. This week, I actually want to address, actually see my ma- Nachmanides in the original source where he discusses this, because Nachmanides is of that opinion, seemingly on the surface, as we're going to see soon. He seems to imply that, yes, ideally, we should not go to doctors. Is we should rely on God. Here, ideally? What? Is yes, that's, as we, well, we're going to see, yes. I don't want to jump to conclusion. Who, who invented doctors? Hashem. And Hashem Rafah. Oh, I mean the real human doctors. Yeah. Healing or doctors? Doctors. Uh, who were That's a good question. That's a historical question. I'll leave that up to the historian there. But, but no, it's a, good, it's a good question. So which point in history did doctors come about? Because it, it, I think it might be relevant to the discussion. Um, because cause clearly, at least according well, to Ramban, it seems like there was a change in history at some point. Late in Genesis. Jewish history. Late in... Um, Nobody got sick anyway. Until, uh, yeah, according to, it says Yaakov was the first one who, end of life illness. The difference, end of life illness. Oh, they may have gotten sick. You don't read about other people. Yeah, they Ill- dying. They Ill- just got sick and they got just dead. Just got dead. Right. right. <laughs> you didn't get sick. Right. <laughs> well, maybe you got sick. Or, I mean, you can get external illness. Well, because, you know. Which is another thing. There is also, you, people got hit by cars, I mean, or by wagons or. So like oh, donkeys. The so there was other forms of illness, meaning self-external injury. I mean, happened, which is another real. Another actually, there is another opinion, by the way, which we're not probably not going to get to today. Which I don't. I didn't. I've been start researching it, which is the opinion of the Ebenezer. Ezra. Ezra says to 
reconcile the two verses. Because the problem is we have the verse from last week's parasha, parasha B'Shalach, which says, Ani Hashem Rofecha, I am God your healer. Then you have the verse, next week's parasha, parasha B'Shpatim, which says, Rappo Yerappi. Okay. Um, so that you have to really reconcile, as you're saying, reconcile those two. So, okay, one seems to be implying God is going to heal you, and the other one is talking about doctors. So as you're saying, where do doctors come in if God's going to heal you? So the Ibn Ezra reconciles it, and maybe we'll get into that at a future time. He says that there's, there's two types of illness. There's external uh, injury, that of course you go to a doctor. But a doctor only, he says, when the Torah gave Rishus permission to a doctor to heal, rapidly, rapidly, it was only for external injuries. Internal, someone gets cancer, someone gets sick, that's God. That's uh, coming from Hashem. And that one you have no right to, a doctor has no right to heal. That's the Ibn Ezra, which is also obviously a very not not accepted. In case you can't reconcile them, I'm glad I'm retired. (laughs) 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 So we're going to try to see what the Ramban, so we're going to delve into the Ramban a little and understand where he's coming from. So it's really, again, this is all theoretical. Uh, What the Ramban said is, uh, as you can see, is like um, stuff which you never believe as as Judaism would say, such a thing, someone who is, and especially Ramban, who is an accepted, I mean, we he is an accepted authority in many areas of halacha, and he has a commentary on the whole of Talmud. He has, besides this is from his commentary on the Torah, as we'll see, um, but he is someone who accepts. Not only that, he himself was a practicing physician. It seems to be not fit with what he said. It's not the first time physicians do something, one thing, and say something else. So, Nachmanides, Maimonides. Don't confuse it. Because he was a doctor. And yes. Doctors it's a very good question. Supposed to be, then how does he well, he didn't say doctors are not supposed to make money. He said doctors are not supposed to. <coughs> patients are not supposed to go to doctors. That's all he said. He couldn't make any money. He said, non Jewish patients. That's why we have non Jews to make money. Well, right. why is it not? A human being is a human being. Of course. Oh. But I'm saying, but the halacha we're talking about here, Torah is saying, Ani Hashem Revech, is referring to the Jewish people. Human beings to die because they don't go to doctors, but it's not okay. For no, I didn't say, God forbid, they're not going to die. As we're saying, Hashem is going to heal them. So let's see. So those two irreconcilable statements apply only to Jews. I mean, it's not going yeah, down I mean, to Jewish. Yeah, all, all the Torah is the mitzvah. God's not saying completely, very clearly, explicitly, if you observe my mitzvah, that's going on for Jews, for the Jewish people. And Hashem Rabbah, okay. speaking, speaking to the Jewish people. I think Nachmanides is a physician of the uh, 12th century knew what he knew, he understood that if you went to the doctor, it wouldn't do you any good anyways. I was right. And uh, right. so he says, you know, well, I'll better probably rely tell you that they help you, so... So that is, uh, we'll see, he, that is a valid point, some might make that. So let's, let's first hear him in his own words, try to explain it again. But this, I don't want anyone to make a mistake and think this is halacha, this is not accepted. So please continue keeping paying your insurance premiums and uh, even after the class. But we're just presenting Nachmanides' view and to understand where he's coming from because some of the principles he's talking about might be relevant. Um, again, although this is not the accepted view. And just to understand what he's saying. Okay, so we're going to start. So what's interesting is here, I need a one right here. Um, so he, he's not going, the, the commentary, Nachmanides has an extensive commentary on all of the Torah. Um, this is one book on Leviticus. This, there are five of these. Five books. This is just Nachman in his commentary. This is not the regular art school. See here, Perish Hamdan al This is just the verses. Rashi, uh, doesn't even have Rashi. And Nachman. He Every once in a while, they'll say, and Rashi says. Yeah, no, and he argues on Rashi a lot. Them. Yes, always disagrees with Rashi. That's always Shoshana and I are yes. somewhere in the um, Studying. Oh, okay, it's great stuff, yes. I recommend it highly. You have uh, like a couple hours a day free, something worth reading. Um, but he, but he's, anyway, it's an extensive commentary, um, and very nicely translated um, the first, second time. There is an original translation in the 50s. This is a better translation um, by Artscroll recently. So anyway, he, the, on the verse, on Yashem Rofecha, he doesn't mention this, this view. Maybe tangentially mentions it. This is going in a totally different place. This is actually at the end of Leviticus in Parshas Pichukotai, which is the the infamous or famous parsha um, where the with the curses 
famous one where we don't like it so much. The Balkara speeds it up. It's not a pleasant parsha. Um, the, basically, Hashem puts the Jewish people on two mountains, Hagrizim Evil, just to put it into context here, and then he, and he gives them, if you keep my Torah, again, very similar, but much lengthier, if you keep my Torah, he says, this is all the blessings you're going to get, okay, um, and if you don't keep my Torah, um, this, this is all the curses you're going to get, okay, spells it out very explicitly, very scary stuff, what's even scarier is that almost everything he says, um, at least in the curse part, did come true historically for the Jewish people, including the Holocaust, so it's, it's scary stuff, um, don't read it before you go to sleep. So he he says like this. So in the blessing part, and by the way, if you do ever if you do visit Israel, don't recommend visit. It was given the, in Nablus Shechem, which is not it's under PA control. I don't recommend visiting there today, but I have been there before Oslo. And the, the two mountains the Torah discusses had Grizim and Harevel. It says he gave the curses on one mountain, the, and till today says this is I don't know if scientifically if there's an explanation, but one mountain the Torah says one mountain was full of. Uh, trees and grass, the other man was totally bald, which till today is two mountains literally opposite each other. It's right outside of Shechem, it's actually where the Samaritans live. One is totally bald mountain today, no green on it, no, not literally not an ounce of blade of grass. The other one is just rocks, and the other one has a beautiful lush um, fauna. Interesting thing. Anyway, but the boy is like this, so he says like this, uh, it's a beautiful verse here, and this is on the blessing part. Hashem says, and I'll read you the blessing, This and this is what my man is addressing. Um, Hashem says like this, I will turn my attention to you, I will make you fru- fruitful, and increase you. This is a, the part if you do keep the Torah. And I will keep my covenant with you. And you will eat very old grain. That's a good thing, because it means you're so much grain in the country that you're eating, you know, grain that's been in silos for years, as uh, America was until Seoul too in 1973, and we started selling to the Russians. Um, and, and, uh, and you will have to replace the, the old, you'll have to remove so much grain, you'll have to replace the old with the new, okay? And then the next verse, Hashem says, I'll place my sanctuary amongst you. Continues a lot of commentary. So is this said to an individual person or no, to the people? No, the whole Klai Israel, the whole nation right. was there on these two mounds. Okay. Different, the two tribes, the six tribes on one, six tribes on the other. Mm-hmm. And and I will, my spirit will not reject you. Okay, and he said, it continues, I'll walk, walk among you, etc., etc. Then start the curses. If you don't keep my Torah, then you get all bad stuff. So, so the Ramban, Nachmanides um, here, I, I skipped to the punchline, but he starts off discussing this question of, is God talking about this blessing for the nation as a whole or for individuals? So he discusses an interesting thing. He says, listen, because historically we want to see, is this true? Did this, are the words, uh, we need to verify the words of the Torah. So did this come true? Did God do this, are we eating old grain, etc., all the discussions of the various blessings we need to understand, did they happen, and the curses. So that's what he's really discussing. So he discusses um, individuals you find many times succeed. Uh, the people, and we'll talk about that, are healthy their whole life. They have seem to have these blessings, but um, that's individuals. That doesn't prove really, it's not necessarily, if an individual has a great life, it doesn't prove to be miraculous. There are people who live till 110 and, you know, they do, you know, they're having great lives, they're rich and whatever it is, they write to that, and they have blessing in their life, but that doesn't necessarily prove a miraculous <coughs> occurrence. That happens, but when you have a whole nation who has these blessings, and the nation has no war, and everything's going awesome for the nation, etc., etc., so that is, that would be a proof, because that doesn't exist in the world. Or the utopian nation, as a nation as a whole, almost doesn't exist. So if that would happen, he's saying, and that clearly is a proof of something beyond nature. Okay, um, so that's really the context here he's discussing. So then he gets to the issue of of, uh, of this question of health. So let's start. And what is he using as his metric to decide that the people are actually? So he's just talking more theoretically, philosophically. Do we see this? Meaning, uh, how do you prove that whether this happened or not? 
So you didn't reach it. So he's saying an individual wouldn't be a proof. If a nation would have this, this would be a clear proof. But how do you prove it that a nation has it? Like, what are you measuring? And you look at nation, look at Israel today. It's miraculous that there's a round for it. But what are, Everything so you're measuring occurs. the fact that it exists? No, more than that agree. exists. There's success. Well, a minimal requirement. Israel is yesterday it, was voted on the list of 50 countries, the third most innovative. No, not only health. He's saying, what? he's saying no war. The kind, all the blessings that Hashem is giving here, which is abundant uh, agriculture, yeah. no wars, peace, etc., things like that. Good and health. that's a what? Good health. Good health. Yes. Did he conclude that about the Jewish people? That in fact, it did come true or? I don't know, we got to see it. In fact, we do it the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Bad things happen and we say, oh, we must have done something wrong. Good things happen, we say, oh, we must have done something right. Right. No, that is, that that is, and we'll see that, that of course, the meaning, there are many things in the Torah. So let's let's say, take Shemitah. Torah promises you, Hashem promises us very clearly, if we observe sabbatical year in agriculture, the next three years is going to be a bumper crop. And uh, did that ever happen? I don't know, it's debatable. I'm not an agricultural historian. But but there's an obvious reason that all the commentaries already discussed. It didn't happen because we didn't keep it proper. That we know. We know we didn't. No society in Israel kept uh, Shemitah properly. So then, so that's how we blame the bad, uh, bad crowd. No, of course, it's always we don't, we don't, looking we don't back at history. We didn't keep it properly until we don't get the right. reward. I mean, we do no, I'm saying we always. It's always looking back at history, and uh, yes, we, there's no, and I think you, that's exactly going to be the Ramban's point here. There is no utopian society, I mean, there is no perfect society, therefore, <coughs> this is all really, in a certain sense, maybe a moot point, because we're not going to have, unless we, we have uh, all Jews are observant and keeping the mitzvahs, these blessings are not going to happen. So you're right, we're always looking back, and it's clear why, why we don't have it. In a certain sense, well, so... Which gets back to Ron's point, the fact that you still exist, that you're able to look back, that's sort of the proof... Yes, there are the... Listen, they're clearly the Jews are miraculous people. Um, Some of this did occur, but a lot of it didn't. Or saying, listen, Israel is one of my proofs that God exists, is the state of Israel. There's no other country in the world that doesn't... It's not rational. The wars are not rational. Everything about them, there's nothing rational about the country. Um, if you go there, you'll know. It's amazing. <laughs> Just look at it. I'm saying, look at the people and how does this country continue to exist? You attend one session in the Knesset, and it's a miracle <laughs> that the <laughs> country exists, right? So, so, They're so clearly, what? They're loud and rude. Well, a lot worse than that, right? So the point, the point is that listen. I think to me, as a observant Jew, I mean, you look. I mean, I told you in West Point, they say they do not t- t- study any Israeli wars for strategy. They discover oh, they, because they say it's, there's no, they can't explain the militarily. None of Israel's wars could be explained militarily. It's not rational. There's nothing rational about them. Okay, they, in 48 they were fighting with, they were dropping seltzer bottles out of planes to scare the Jordan, Jordanian legion. I mean, that, there's, no, there's no wars that were ever fought like that. So it's, it's uh, to me it's a clear miracle. Listen, but is it a fulfillment of everything here? No, clearly there there is People dying, and you know. Do you hear rabbis uh, saying that out loud? By the way, just an aside, rabbis. I say don't speak to rabbis much, but but uh, in general, the I mean, listen, there are, uh, some of them. I think people who open their eyes, you'll see. I mean, it's hard yeah, not to. Uh, just an aside. I, I every now and every fourth week I have to give a drash in the, in the uh, chapel at Beth Shuren, and I often cite this fact that Israel. It's a miracle. I said, you need proof of modern miracles. This is it. And I feel like I'm talking to a wall. I mean, I wonder well, if... Hey, and that's a different topic. And it's not the coattail. And it's not the coattail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let's let's get to... Let's read Ramban a little. So, you, so in that context, so let's see what he says. He says, Klaal, starting from the top line. Um, this is, again, he's in the, in the middle of a piece. It's just, it's a very, it's like eight pages on this. I don't want to lose you all in the beginning. So I'm starting from trying to get to the punchline as quick as possible. Says like this, Since the he says the general principle is, um, since the Jewish when Israel is perfect, Shlemim, right? So again, this is I guess I might view this as racist, uh, racist statement. But Hashem is basically what what Ramban's interpreting this, and really what Hashem is saying here, I think it's pretty clear, is that Jewish people, assuming they're doing things right. God doesn't treat them within the laws of regular nature. 
Okay, as we know, we believe God runs the world. So all the nations of the world are run. God created nature, and nature runs the world. So there's there's uh, weather events, there's illness, there's wars. That's part of nature. Rich, you know, there's wealthier now society. The regular things that take place in every society. The Jewish people, he says, are are beyond the realm of nature. Okay, things that uh, when they're perfect. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's, that's his point. Like maybe at Mount Sinai. Maybe. <laughs> maybe no, uh, that lasted for a couple of seconds. So he says, um, so when Israel is perfect, then the fears are not guided by, guided by the regular laws of nature. Lo begufam, the lo baratam, not regarding their bodies, meaning their indi- individual people, and lo um, baratam, not as far as their land, lo bechlalam, lo biachamem, the entirety of the nation, or regarding individuals among them. So when things are perfect in the that ideal Jewish utopian society. Okay, Kivar Hashem and he's quoting a verse as it says. Uh, it's actually, um, I think it's in. I don't remember where it was, but it says God will bless their bread and their water. Um, that's a verse somewhere at the end of Shmos in Mishpat. Actually, next week's parish, I believe. Shmat Yasir Machlam and he will remove all illness from their midst. Until they don't even need doctors. And they and nor do we need to guard themselves through illness through any medical methods methods at all. So I'm not sure if he means preventative, because I don't think he's saying if if you smoke four packs a day you're not going to get lung cancer. But he's saying the general illnesses of the regular population. Assuming we have this Jewish utopian society, we wouldn't get ill as the rest of society. If you smoke four packs a day, you don't have a utopian society. So in um, society, you don't smoke four well, packs. A day. I'm not sure. Depends on, yeah, I'm saying, what do you mean? Maybe on the contrary. Nothing happens to you. Yeah, I'm saying some people would say the contrary. Utopia. utopia is uh, smoking weed all day. I mean, I, I'm saying, I don't know, depends. People have different you definitions of utopia. Oh, so that kind of. People in California, if, if you smoke pot all day, that's utopia. So it depends, yeah. depends where you live. Right? Um, Thank you. What? That's not what you mean. That's not what he means. He was talking about it. where everybody follows all the meats of all. Yes, yes, but I'm saying, but so again, I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Meaning, of course, if you he's not saying if you walk in front of a truck, truck because it's gonna, you know, it's like in the cartoons, you know, pop back up. I don't think that's what he means. You know, he means that the, the regular natural illnesses that occur won't occur to the Jewish people if they're on that level. Of course, again, if you're smoking and that causes, you know, but but his language. Doesn't necessarily agree with me because he's saying, he's saying, nor will they need to guard themselves from illness through any medical methods at all. I don't know. It means a healthy diet, exercise. What does he mean? I'm not sure what he what he what he's referring to. Um, and this is where he quotes the verse that we studied last week, Parshas Peshala. It says, as it says in the scripture, Kani Hashem So that is the source for this. He's saying, since in last week's parsha, the, the verse says very clearly, "I am God, your healer." They, Hashem's telling you, chill out, don't worry about the illness. I'll take care of it. That's that's basically his, his source for it. Um, he says, He says, in the times of the prophets, that's the way individual, he said, tzaddikim, um, righteous men live like that. Um, now, historically, is that true? Well, he's going to try to prove it, but what he's saying? That, that they lived on that level. Gam ki yikra avon, says, and even when a sin would happen to them, sheyichlu, that they would get ill, lo yidushu barofim, if they got ill, they didn't go to doctors. Rak um, benavim, they went to the prophet to figure out. They understood that the illness, as we discussed last week, was a spiritual, a, a physical manifestation of a spiritual um, malady. Or you used a better word last week. Uh, Back in the days of Nachmanides, did every mother want her uh, son to be a doctor? I mean, clearly, he, his mother wanted. I mean, I'm assuming, and, and my man is, because he was a doctor. So yeah, it's a good point. We'd all be starving if, if this was true. So he says. Um, so he says, and that's actually what happened in the days of the prophets. That's what they did. They went to. They didn't. They didn't. If they got sick, they realized it was from Hashem, and therefore they went to a prophet to figure out what they did wrong. Kasher haya inyan asa bechaloto. There was a king asa. And the in Divrei Yamim in the Chronicles talks about him. And one of the things it says about King Asa when he took ill, the, the, the verse says on him, Gam bichol, excuse me, Gam bichol yo, 
um, also in his illness, it's complaining about him, Lo Hashem ki He didn't um, seek out Hashem, but he went to doctors. Like, you know, that was like the, 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 the it seems to be implying that he did a terrible sin by going to doctors. So says Maimonides, you see that in those days they didn't, they wouldn't go to doctors. He should have gone to the Navi. Now it's not so simple. The other interpretations, they, if you look at other um, commentaries there, they explain not saying, if you don't agree with him, but what, what, how do you interpret that verse? All the verse is saying is that he, he you, and even even if you agree, like the normative point of view in Judaism, which is, of course we go to that to be healed, but we have to realize that, Hashem Rebbech, that it is that at the end of the day, all illness is cured by God. The doctor is just what we call the messenger. You pay him. He's, he, he does the actual action. And we have to go through the laws of nature to go and go to a doctor, but of course, at the end of the day, who gets healed and that? Is dependent on Hashem, so I meaning you have to pray. That in medical school. <laughs> okay, so 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 he's what he's that that would be the simple interpretation of that verse there about King Asa. He just saying, listen, he he didn't seek out Hashem. Also, he didn't pray. He thought everything was dependent on doctors, which is uh, the standard view. Which is doctors can cure anything. As as medical professionals, we know that's not true, right? Um, but um, the point being is, so that's so that's the other, that would be the other way to interpret the verse. But my man, uh, is saying very clearly from this verse um, that the complaint against him was that he went to a doctor. Period. He shouldn't have gone to a doctor. And so, proof says my man is the proof from this verse. He says if the using doctors were a normal occurrence, Why would the pasuk say he was an idiot? He went to seek out doctors. Clearly, it wasn't the norm. Right? If the norm was to go to doctors, then. So he's saying, why would the verse be telling you he went, this King Asa was 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 an evil person because he went to seek out that. Was he a prophet King Asa? I mean, no. He said, no. no. Everybody, he's in the time of the prophets. Everybody everyone everyone realized that illness came from Hashem. And not just the prophets, but yes, everybody. Yes, he's just saying in that time. In the time of the prophets, which King Asa lived. So, there, so he's saying the fact that the verse mentions that he went to a doctor to complain about him so clearly was not the norm. The guilt of us is not that he did not only seek out Hashem. It's as if we say to a person, um, we say about a person, right? You say like, this guy, not only did he eat matzah on Pesach, he, he ate chametz, he ate bread. Right? So you know, he's so far from, you know, he's such an idiot that he not only did he eat matzah, he also ate chametz. Right, it's the same thing with King As. He's saying that's what the verse is telling you. Not only did he not seek out Hashem, he went to doctors. Um, rather, it's clear, says Nachmanides, that one who consults through a prophet, meaning he goes to find out his spiritual ma- uh, malice, um, what, what he has to change in his life, that uh, he does not consult, should not consult with doctors. What, what do doctors have to do in the house of God? And it's your book, House of God. It, so yeah. is, isn't this kind of the same thing as, as the old story of the, the guy on the roof during the flood and he, mm-hmm. and he says, no, I'm not going to go with you in that helicopter because God's going to save me. Right. Isn't this the same story? Yeah. Yes, with but that's Nachmanini's. Yes, exactly. Notion, that's the, exactly. That's exactly Nachmanini's view. Is yes, you do. You don't take the helicopter. You yeah, you got don't God. Don't take the helicopter because you don't God. worry. God's right. gonna so not right, have in, a, in the context of healing. I mean, again, not, okay. that might be different. The helicopter might be different. If I get sick tomorrow. Which Navi should I see? <laughs> Talk about that after class. Discuss with. Are specialists among Navi? Yes. So all rabbis are not in the V. So no. give him a chance. Let him let him finish. One second. Oh, okay. Don't stop in the middle. Um, so given, so he says again. So that's so that's his his he's establishing this this fact from based on these verses, mainly from the original source. And the God heal you. God says, I will bless your bread and water. You won't have any illness, etc. So he's saying it's pretty clear that. Everything, all illness is dependent on Hashem. Um, and as he says, in a very interesting line, he says, What business do doctors have in the home of those who fulfill the will of God? Because the Torah says very clearly, Fulfill the will of Hashem, there's no illness. So where do doctors come in? Who, uh, 
right? Lawyers is another thing. Um, so he says like this. He says uh, attorneys, like uh, attorneys. Um, after God has promised us in the Torah, I will bless your bread and your water. Hasirosa in the very same verse, Hashem says, Hasirosa machla becha. I will remove illness from amongst you. That's a pasuk in next week's parsha, Mishpatim. 2325, um, where God is saying, again, if you keep my Torah, I'll blow your bread will be blessed, your water will be blessed, and you, and you have no illness. So it's pretty clear. In the ideal, again, in this Jewish utopian society, illness is irrelevant. Is, is, yes. is, he, is he saying, in a society like that, no one, King Asa and no one else, would even would, would consult the physician or is it no. like among even in a perfect world there are non-believers who say no I'm going to the doctor uh, instead so he's getting yeah so he's going to get there that's that's where he's heading in a second okay so so um, he says Varofim he says and doctors what's the purpose of why do doctors exist so then like you said <laughs> what do you do with all these Jewish doctors so why do they exist in that world Ain Maseyem and this might fit with what you were saying before, and that in those times, that's all doctors did. Their only activities relate to Rakala Maichova Mishter, Lahazir Mimenu Latsavosalo. Basically, they're telling you what to do they, um, to, to, as far as food and drink, your diet, warning about don't drink too much Diet Coke, don't have too many cheeseburgers, and what's harmful um, to, for preventative medicine. So that's the purpose of doctors. But not to heal. Um, it's more to tell you what to do in order that you should lead a healthy lifestyle, not to get sick. So this would really maybe addressing, assuming what he means is getting back to what we said before, meaning they tell you don't smoke. God is not going to know that if you do smoke, of course you're going to get sick, even in that utopian society. That has nothing to do with Hashem, as we always say. Don't blame God if you, if you didn't look both ways when you cross the street. It's not God's fault. You get run over by the Mack truck. Right? So that's what doctors are for, to tell you to look twice. Don't uh, don't smoke, exercise, etc. So that's the purpose of doctors in, in that society. The Kach Amra, and he says so too. This is what it says in the Talmud. Kol Esrin Vitartin Shnin Dimlach Raba. The Talmud mentions there. He's just bringing now various stories from Talmud and other Jewish texts, which seem to prove his point. Um, so he says that the Talmud discusses that 22 years that Raba was. Um, was the uh, Rosh Hashiva as head of the Yeshiva says Rabbi Yosef Afilu Umna Lebesi didn't even uh, call a blood letter to his home those days blood letters were a lower form of doctors I guess medicine practice medicine uh, the, the, 22 years the guy he never went for uh, never saw a doctor okay so um, so he says that that's why because listen Rabbi was the Rosh Hashiva he didn't need doctors Rosh Hashiva doesn't need doctors Okay, that's what the Ramban seems to be implying. Ramashal Ambazet says, and the sages had a, a, a saying about this. Tara de lo pasiach le mitzvasa, pasiach la asya. There's a saying that says, a door that is not open for the mitzvah of giving charity is ultimately open to a visit from a doctor. Okay, that's a <laughs> verse in Kirshim. Listen, you give charity, you don't have to worry about that. Which is another, the Gemara says in a few places, it says, tzaka tatzimah, it's charity, the Gemara says it's like a shield, it's uh, armor. You know, it's the, every time you give charity, it gives another kink on your armor, it pr- protects you. Um, there are many, actually, uh, schnurrers in New York, when you go to like funerals and stuff, they say, they, they, they come around, Stucka, they say this, it's a statement from the Tom, Stucka Tatsum and Mavis. Charity protects you from death. What that means? Live forever. Um, but uh, but it's a statement, charity protects you, so he's saying, so that's the statement. You know, it's, it really means another thing. It means Another interpretation of this verse, which is that uh, this is, I've had the experience of that, or, um, practical stories, meaning if, if someone says, whatever reason, let's say they're not going to pay their shul dues, um, they end up, you know, meaning we believe, forgetting of medicine for a second, it's turned to money, so that just like medicine comes from Hashem, your, your portfolio, your salary also decided by Hashem, what you're going to make that year. Of course, again, you have to go through nature gotta be in, be in it to win it. If you don't have a job, sit at home watch Oprah all day, you're not gonna make money. Um, right? So you gotta have, you gotta do something to make the money, but how much you're gonna make, as you know, two people can graduate from the same uh, law school and, and the one is an ambulance chaser and one's making a lot of money. Right? On, as a top ten firm. So the, what you're gonna make, your portfolios, is also dependent on Hashem. 
So, so someone who says, well, I'm not going to give charity because I got a, I need the money for my retirement, for my 401k. So that you're you're destined to make a certain amount a year. So that money, if you you're not going to end up making more. If someone says I have to work on jobs because I got to make money, you're not you're not going to gain less. On on the books, you're making more because you're working on jobs. But that money is just going to go for doctor bills or for higher premiums on your insurance. So it's, it's you're not going to end up making that more money, even if you actually get the money. So that's really the, the, what this verse is saying. Another thing that's said in retrospect. Um, no, it's not in retrospect. That's said before. But I'll tell you a story. Rabbi Nagel, I have a friend here in town. A rabbi, he, he, he has a great story. He told me once his father um, was in the shul in Muncie, New York, and they, there was a, they're having a building fund for the shul. It's a great story. He says that. So they had, I think every member at that time, was 20 years, was supposed to give, uh, you know, whatever it was, $750 to the building fund, extra over their due day. So he says there was a guy who was moving out of the community, so he made a whole, you know, people tend to do it. came giving to his building for like he gave a whole speech and I'm leaving anyway they make me crazy about the building fund I'm not going to give the building I'm not giving the $750 and he says so his father said the story is the next day the guy comes to shul you know after this whole argument and you know he had a Volvo and it, uh, whatever transmission went the exact amount $750 that he was supposed to get you know the building fund went to the, went to the mechanic so meaning you're not going to gain by uh, by not giving charity no, you're not going to, you know, you end up using the money for something else. That's what he's saying here. So he's saying, so, in his, in his, in this context, it's going to the, going to pay your insurance premiums. It actually costs $700, but that doesn't make a good story. It costs $700 for Volvo. Volvo costs $700, uh, not $750, oh, okay. that's not a good story. Okay. He, in those days, it was $750, maybe it went down. Um, okay, so he says, V'hum ha'amaram she'ein darkam shal b'nei adam b'rfuos. Um, and this concept is reflected as well in the statement of the sages for it is not proper way of people to seek medical treatments but they have become accustomed to it. so he's saying that's the Gemara Bracha says um, makes this vague statement and I don't know the context I don't have time to look it up this is the wrong one um, but basically let me quickly get it imagine if in medical school I actually started teaching that the healing comes from God I mean, could you imagine what would happen to you, actually? It's something you learn six months before you retire. I think it happens the first day you're on your own. You realize you're relatively impotent. But I, I mean, imagine if you actually taught that. Um, you probably lose half your class. Well, we did Jewish <laughs> medical ethics, but that was a select group. That was few Jews and mostly religious Christians. But... Mm, I have more Christians than Jews. Oh, <laughs> that's why I gave it up because I got tired of teaching Christians. Yeah. You know, they mm. say, if you said God said it, they all just shake their heads. Oh, what else do you need to know? <laughs> if, you, if you had a Jew in your class, forget about it. I mean, like God says, so what? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> God, I love Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll see it here quickly. By the way, this is just interesting enough. We do, and we I think we once discussed this here before. This, the Gemara does bring a prayer here for when you go to the doctor at the end of the day, meaning to recognize that it's coming from Hashem. We'll just read. Save me from this doctor. So this is actually the Gemara where it does bring Rapoi Rapi, and it says. Just read you the well, prayer. So it implies that, doesn't it? That you know, if you can get healed, you need mm. God. Um, strengthen the hands of those who heal. Danger. Prayer to be to be recited when maintain for, when maintaining one's health. Ravacha said, and uh, he says, you go to the blood letter, or you go to the doctor. He wrote on Fanach Hashem Elokai. It may be the will of Hashem, my God, that his therapy should serve me as a remedy. His therapy, meaning the doctor's, this therapy. So you're referring to the therapy you're doing. And that you shall heal me. Ki el for you are God, the faithful healer, and is your remedy that is genuine. Um, and then, at the end of this, quoting this prayer, the Gemara says, For it is not the place of people to seek medical treatment, but they have become accustomed themselves to it. It's a very vague statement. So the Gemara seems to be implying it's not, it's, it's not the ideal thing, but this is what people do. People go to doctors. If you go to doctor, at least say the prayer. Okay? 
Um, it implies they're, they're getting used to sinning. It's what it's implying. They're getting used to sinning. Well, he doesn't mention sin here. I, but what does he mean? They've become accustomed to not believing that God's going to heal this them? This is like a common thing. It's like pukhazi. Like, go out, see what people are doing. Yeah, if they're yeah, doing how it, they fine. start to doing it? There has to be people Clearly, who said, no, historically, God, I need a doctor. Historically, there was a change. All of a sudden, doctors started realizing maybe they could go internal. Maybe when prophecy ended, all of a sudden. No. Oh, we got uh, no, a lot later than that. So the doctors became the prophets. <laughs> so we help someone at the door. So by the way, even Rashi says here, Rashi on this, on this point says, "Shein darkon shalbni adam klomar lo hayelam blasik berfuos." Ideally, they shouldn't have gone uh, to seek out treatment. Elavakish rachman to pray to Hashem. So Rashi, interestingly enough, even Rashi here seems to be implying according to the statement in the Talmud that. That uh, we go and uh, you get sick, you pray to Hashem. Okay, so the Ramban again, Nachman is bringing this as a proof to his his uh, his this principle that uh, really it's all you go to Hashem. So he says, but he's dwelling on the word here. They have become accustomed to it. Says says Nachman, he's continuing in the end of the second paragraph. If the people have not made it their way to seek medical treatments. Yechla Adam, a person would get sick. Kifi Asher love Onesh Chetov Yisrape. like this. He says, based on whatever punishment he deserved for his sin, they would get ill. And he would recover in the Yisrape Bertzon Hashem, and he would recover in accord with Hashem's will. Okay, he would do tshuva, fix himself, and then he would get better. Avalheim Nagu, but he says, so that's really, in that, again, in that utopian world, that everything. In a, that purely spiritual world where people understood that they're getting ill, that is a sign again of spiritual malfunction, and that's why they, so they would go to the Navi. Aval heim nagu, but he says, but society um, became accustomed, berufuis, with seeking medical treatment. hativim. So this is a very important thing, which my Maimonides says in other places, not about illness per se, but this whole concept, which is, as we're saying, a very strange concept. Listen to this. It's good stuff. The, the, um, that the Jewish people, it seems, from many of these verses that he quoted, forget about medicine in general. We, we live by different... We don't necessarily live within the normal realm of nature. That's the saying. God will treat us somewhat differently. So, But that only applies, he's saying, and again, it's easy a Monday morning quarterback, in this ideal world where we ourselves believe that and we... And we live our lives by that concept of that where Hashem controls us, controls what's going to happen to our destiny, etc. But once we don't live like that, not only in, in mitzvahs, it means we don't have that level of faith and amuna. So it says, then God leaves, leaves us to the laws of nature. So then we're like everyone else. So I'm saying, let me just, mm-hmm. it's a very important point. Because I'm saying, is this is not just the Ramban. This Maimonides, Rambam also says the same thing in, in the Guide to the Perplexed. He said, all these things that we have in the Torah are all about when we believe that. But you know, even in, when it comes to wealth also. Let's say you take money, go bang, going back to money. I don't know why I always go back to money. But it's um, actually giving another class tomorrow night on this topic in the money context. So, so the point is, meaning again, if we're on that level of faith where we believe our Parnasa comes from Hashem, so then Hashem will treat us like that. But if we don't believe that, which seems very, it's a very hard level of faith, um, I, I don't know. Many people do believe that. So, if you don't have that level of faith, then you're you're like everyone else. You'll be treated within the realm, regular realm of nature, unless you're working, you know, 20 hours a day. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to pay the mortgage. So, yeah. why is this incompatible with normative Judaism in this sense? What is in essence saying? We're in a perfect world. You don't have to rely on doctors. Why is that incompatible with normative Judaism? Because we all accept that. There's no, just not we don't modern. live in a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world. No, so but he's saying even way back when it wasn't compatible with normative Judaism. Before uh, yeah, pre-modern. Like, were there a perfect world? Yeah. You know, God would weigh you in the balance. You'd get sick or you wouldn't. And you get healed or you wouldn't based upon God's perception of how you live. Right. Why is that not normative? Because, I mean, you look at so many examples around us. You see the children dying of horrible no, cancers. No, the, you the, see, the, like, what, the why... the antecedent is in a perfect world. But that, but that is... Is it something the child therefore did but according to this? But we don't live this? in a perfect world. We never have lived in a but perfect world. But we assume world. the children were perfect. So we should go see doctors. 
that's kind of that's yes, another way of looking at what he's point. saying. So, so it is. So we never listen, have. Yeah, never will. I'll tell you. So it's a valid point. Michelle is taking. No, it's even in point to Ramban, all he's saying is, in that perfect utopian society, this is what should be. Um, but no, he, but what like, no, but I'm saying is what he's what's your saying example is example of a utopian there isn't, society. There isn't. That's, that's, that's the, the point. Fact that's Shelley's point. There never was implies. So that's an amazing qualification. Yeah. Right. Well, so even Gan Eden, of course, was not perfect. So therefore, there is no such as anything perfect. No. So therefore, <laughs> you can't believe in God being your rabbi, your uh, doctor. Oh, your dad. So therefore, of course, you have yeah. to go to see doctors because there is no such thing as you that's, know. No, but, but I'll tell you, so, so, so that's two valid points. That's right, 100%. But, but Philosophically, it's like not a great yeah. argument. Right. You're like, okay, no, so, But it's two things, because Ramban is saying, really, this is the ideal. The other commentary, as we discussed, the other interpretations that argue Ramban, and almost everyone does, as you say, um, say, today, no, it's, we, we, there's no meaning... As Jews, we are supposed to live according to the laws of nature. As we discussed many times in the past, we, you're not allowed to rely on miracles in life. You know, basically, what he's saying is you're supposed to rely on miracles in that utopian society. That even that, that philosophical the laws of principle, suspended. right? But even that philosophical principle, according to many other Rishonim and early authorities, including Rambam, that's wrong. Meaning, we're supposed to go to doctors. We're supposed to have a belief that, at the end of the day, we're being healed from Hashem. Meaning, the doctor is just a messenger. Who this, you know, which chemo is going to wise chemo work on this guy and not on that guy, etc. We know that that part is from Hashem, but of course we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, as Jews, work within the realm of nature. Okay, we're supposed to do make ishtadlut. We're supposed to work for a living. We're not supposed to say God will provide and pay the mortgage. So what he's saying is no. In the ideal society, we are supposed to. So you're right. It's all a philosophical. It's a moot point because it's all philosophical. That's yeah. true. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a very basic question and. In, in the principles of Judaism, what do we believe? Do we believe that we, we, we are above the laws of nature or not? Or do, are, we, are we supposed to be part of the regular world and do the same regular things that, ev that everyone does? So he's saying in the ideal world, we're not supposed to. Everything, you know, you could, you could sit at home, don't worry about your disease, just speak to the rabbi and he'll take care of it. That's a very big change yeah, in the philosophical outlook of Judaism. You're right. It's a, practically it's a moot point but, because but he's, that, why he's saying it's what we do today is what we call bidyevet. Bidyevet means it's listen. We're not at that level, and therefore we're stuck. And really, we shouldn't be doing it it's because people are doing the wrong thing. Is what he's saying. They're going to doctors, so God says, "Okay, you want doctors? You got doctors. Why is that? I'll give you, know, you Obamacare." We're supposed to be striving to be like God, obey God's laws, and we we know we're never going to be able to do that. And that's kind of what he's saying. If you were able to do it. This is the way it would work. But well, he's not, not saying if, he's saying do it. He's saying do it. Have some coffee. <laughs> he, he's saying do it. Is he actually saying don't go to doctors? I, yeah. Uh, yes, he's ideally, saying only in a perfect world you don't go to doctors. And we don't live in a perfect he, world. No, well, he's saying. I mean, in fact, he's, he's, he's a saying, doctor, sort of implies that. Okay, so he's going to get to that. So let, let's, read a little, let's, fin let's finish off a little more. Um, but, but I'm saying it's. it's Practically, you're right. Even after Ramban, it's in a certain sense a moot point. The question is, what did he hold? What was his yeah. worldview? Um, so again, he goes on to say. By the way, this this part, the other part, like this prayer, for example. I know people do have this on the refrigerator. Every time they take a pill, they say this prayer. The pill should work, and you know, which is a beautiful concept. Meaning, at the end of the day, you're living your life. Meaning, even though, of course, we're working, taking your medicine. You're doing your exercise, but when you do it, you have to realize at the end of the day, as we know, many people have great, like, you know, go to the gym every day and they have great diets and they still drop dead at 60, you know, or whatever. No, I mean, but that's, again, that's I'm a saying, very narrow view. But, okay. No, on the contrary, we're saying it's a very broad view. No, we know the saying exceptions. Is that, that, no, we're having our cake and eat it. Of course, we have to live within the realm of nature, we have to make our shtadlut, yeah. but we have to realize that everything comes from Hashem at the end of the day. That's uh, that's not a narrow view. That's a broad view. Saying we're we're incorporating both worldviews together, which no, is, which is the normative view. From a medical perspective, when you're saying to someone, oh, we know everyone has seen someone that has smoked four packs of cigarettes for 80 years and lived to the age of 100, yeah, oh, but that's the exception. Yeah. And also, we've also right. seen the people that so, are very healthy yeah. and drop dead at the age of Four. 50, but that's the exception. Most people recognize that if you maintain a decent diet and have decent exercise and don't smoke so much and all this stuff, that you're generally going to live longer. Now, there are genetics involved yes, and we're learning more about it, but that's 
modernity is going to understand that all those are except the others are just exceptions. You're right. So that's the question: who 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 decides those exceptions? That's the question. Or there are people who I mean, who actually who will go to Harvard and 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 they end up you know welfare, right? After spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in education, so. What, See, and there's no explanation meaning why this person's making the money. He calls them miracles. I understand. Right, right, right. No, exactly. not I don't call them miracles. Exactly. I'm, I'm saying there. I'm saying that at the end of the day, who's gonna become the millionaire and who's not is not dependent on necessarily on what you what career path you chose. What because we see you're right, they're exceptions. Yeah, I don't know about. That. I, I don't think it's too. You're taking a very progressive point of view that men can make progress. They can understand, they can learn, and they learn more and more and more. Eventually, you know everything you'd know so you could explain why this one got cancer and this one didn't. Whereas, in fact, the broader view is, no, you can't know that. No one can know that. No, I'm Human not, beings can never know that. I'm not saying that we'll understand it completely, but we are beginning to understand it better. I'm not saying True. we're, no, we're not arguing. Kind of people have been trying to understand for four thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four thousand years. Getting better. We are getting better, but you can never, you will never be able to explain. I agree. hundred percent. I agree. And uh, but but so the way you approach patients and the way you approach disease kind of depends on mm -hmm. you throw your hands up and say, look, this is as far as we can take it. After this, it's you know whatever, or it's up to God. I agree. Or you refer to another person. Or you refer to him, might be smart. That's what's called. Right. That's what I do. Yesterday, on that, on that note, yesterday I went to uh, right. I went to a session in the medical center by this what was it called Life Gift organization that promotes organ donation. Had a, a session for clergy to help clergy convince their donate their own organs. That's one thing. Not so far. Okay, okay. Sorry. And convince their congregants, etc. How to deal, how to help clergy and to explain to clergy what they do, etc. So I went, there was a free Genesis lunch, so I went to the <laughs> session. And, uh, and they basically, so one of the beauty, I mean, it was, to me, it was, I don't know, it made, uh, who came with me. The beautiful thing for me was to see, of course, the Christian. They had a woman get up and tell a story and transplant recipients and etc. And to see the the faith they have in God, and they're all and, and even the doctor. I had the Dr. Wood from Methodist, like the biggest liver trans. Uh, he just retired. He spoke and he was saying, "Listen, everything is." I mean, maybe he was just you know pandering to the clergy there, but he said <laughs> that everything is from what I saw in my career. You know who works for and who ends up getting the the. It's all dependent on God. Both, I mean, from the patient's perspective and the doctor's perspective, it was a beautiful thing. They were saying, at the end of the day, we came to the realization that God is, is involved in the process. Can't, there's no other way to explain why sometimes this one works for this one or this one gets is lucky enough to get the the, uh, the you know the organ donor, find an organ donor. So now it's meaning there are. Listen, it's a very hard thing, and I'm not saying I'm even at that level. But and that's why it's easier to talk about it in a less emotional with money. Some people less less emotional, maybe. <laughs> but I'm saying to understand. Now, listen, some people make it, some people don't. Even though they had the same exact life, careers, and everything. So, at the end of the day, where is that coming from? So the Jewish belief is that's coming from Hashem. That's not miraculous. It's not about miracles. It's not about miracles per se. It's about decisions are made that are not. There are some things that are out of our control. That's Accepting what it is. Your limitations. The belief, right? Meaning, it's, you know, it's the belief that there are some things that are out of our control. Yes, I can choose which school I go to. Yes, I can choose what marks I get. You know, my GPA, and hopefully, and I'll get a uh, whatever it is, get accepted to graduate school. But at the end of the day, the two people on the same path, one ends up with a lot of money, one ends up with less, or uh, two people have the same illness. So you're right. Can we f try to see? Okay, there's this great thing. There's so many factors. At the end of the day, there is. The admission is, and I think as medical professionals also, there are some things that are out of our control. And those, meaning, by the way, even in nature, like you're saying, genetics, that's also, that's God. Genetics is Hashem. Um, why did one person get these genes, one person didn't? At the end of the day, it's God, and genetics is also God. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you have a whole bunch of doctors here. I would say my, without question, the number question. one diagnosis I made was, I don't know. Am I alone saying that? I mean, it's so not my number one. It's up there, but it's not my number one. I'd say it's my number one. And uh, my people third. ask a million questions. Most of the time, I don't know. It's always so <laughs> I don't know. When you, so when patients, when you have a serious illness, and they say, yeah. why did I get this? Well, that, or, yeah, for or sure. when you run out of treatments, and they say to you, either, why did I get this, or what are you going to do now? 
Yeah. What do you say? What did you guys say? Oftentimes, yeah, you don't know. And what are you mm. saying? Is it up to God? Or you say, no. I don't know, that's the end of the story? I tend so not to bring God in. I just want to say, and I just want to address the point, that I don't know if um, I always say the story, Naomi, remember Naomi Myers? Yeah, yeah. how could we forget? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so she, we're all going to get out of this world somehow, and this is your way. Another county hurt. This is uh, actually on your point of innocent children, so remember, <laughs> this was one of my first sessions, the biggest mistake I ever made when we started studying. <laughs> Was I gave Among a, a few other I mistakes. gave a yeah. six-week session on pain and suffering. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. One of the worst uh, <laughs> experiences of my life. So, so the... It was your pain and suffering. Right, so, the, so... No, it's like, yeah, you know, I was all... I was this young whippersnapper. I had the inspirations, you know, I listened to a few classes and I thought I knew everything. So, um, so, so at the end of the day, she was like, "Listen, it's beautiful explanations, you know, whatever you say, reincarnation, uh, God, God loves you, beautiful." But at the end of the day, she's a pediatric cardiologist, and she sees, you know, twenty-day-old babies suffering and dying. You know, what's your explanation? So I had an answer. <laughs> didn't go <laughs> I, real big. And I didn't say no. So I told her, "Listen, you're right. You're 100 right. I don't know." So she always said. She said later on, many years later, that she said. She went at the end, you know, yeah. as you know, she ended up going all the way and, you know, she became religious and uh, Shoma Shabbos. So she said the reason she once told my wife, the reason why she ended up winning all the way, because I said, I don't know. She said she asked that question to many rabbis of her career and they all gave, you know, fun for her and gave her bad answers. <laughs> said, because I said, I don't know, that's why she stuck it out yeah. at this class and... I would yeah. take it one step. So saying I don't know is uh, alert from that. From now on, the reason we're all still here. If you said you know and gave an answer to that question, we would have walked out. Since with then, whenever I have an argument with my wife, I say I don't know. Yeah, but if he gives the, I mean, we would need to come back and study. Right, right. So we know. And, and since our practical experience of dealing with patients every day is, we know we don't know. <laughs> well, should I bench Cuomo because I got a liver transplant, but the other guy died? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, yes, for, for whatever reason, God. Yeah, gave gave it to you and not to him. Yes, and kill him. The other guy sinned. No, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's just finish this around here. At least finish this. And we um, he says like this. So he goes on to say. Um, so yeah, the last, the key, the end of the, the second, the last line of the second paragraph. He says, That's his key point. However, they became accustomed to seeking medical treatment. And God, therefore, leaves them to the random effects of natural forces. Okay, so, so meaning now it's nature. And the studies show this guy who's, uh, he has a better, the chemo's going to have a better effect than this guy because his, whatever, his weight and his, this. So that's, now he's up to the laws of nature. Then he goes on to say, And now he goes on, so what about next week's parasha? And says, What does he do with that verse? He's never addressed it. Torah is saying very clearly, as you asked, why the Torah gives permission to doctors to heal. So what, what's going on? If you're not supposed to go to doctors in the ideal world, so why would the Torah even mention the fact, and again, the context there, if you remember, as we discussed many times, is in the case of assault and battery, it says you have to pay his doctor's bill. So clearly this guy's going to the doctor. He's not going to the prophet. It doesn't say you have to pay the shul dues, the rabbi bill, the prophet bill, right? Mikanshinit and Rishus the for the rabbis. So we learn from there that it was given permission. So what's going on? So he says an unbelievable statement. He says, Lo Amra. So he says, he, he extrapolates from the verse. He says, the Torah doesn't say, Shnitna Rishus, Lacholulis Rappos. doesn't say a patient has permission to get healed, to go to a doctor. All it says is that a doctor has permission to heal. But the patient, he says, you know how to go to that. You should be going to the prophet. Understand? The patient, he says, should be going to, to not, should, isn't that, the Torah never told a patient to go to the doctor. To answer your question. What's before. the purpose of having a doctor if the patient shouldn't go to him? Let's see this second. sounds like it's self-referral, like they're trying to refer everyone to rabbis. Of course. As opposed to, so the, so the rabbis are writing something to tell the people to go prophets, to the rabbis. Prophets, not rabbis. There's yeah, a difference between prophet and rabbis. At the time, at the time. No, there was no prophet writing at the time. He has it covered both ways. <laughs> 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 if you want a rabbi, insurance. I'm a rabbi. He accepts if you want a doctor, insurance. I'm a doctor. <laughs> he accepts all insurance. <laughs> well, you know, doctors do the same thing. If you want a doctor, I'm a doctor. If you want a spiritual hero, right, right, right. I do that too. Right, right, right. Totally. And the Kivan, he says, so, so what's going on? He says, Kivan Shechala Chala. 
But at the end of the day, the guy got sick. Ubalus Rappus, he's coming to the doctor. Kinag Berufueso, because they became accustomed to going to doctors, wrongly so. And they're not part of that congregation, um, that, that, that assembly of Hashem, whose portion is eternal life, meaning in that utopian society. So they're not part of it. So those are the people who go in the doctors. Okay, so that's what we're going to see. So the physician should not hold back. Of course, if the guy shows up, he should treat him. But I, but the guy really has no right to come to the doc. Is what so are, the, so are the ultra-Orthodox in Israel part of the utopian society that's perfect? Or um, just ask them? It depends who you ask, but I don't think even they would say that. Um, they do go to doctors. So Yossi, the, implica- the, the, right. the implication is that Mount Sinai, when God said, here, you can heal people, knowing that really in ideal world you won't even need doctors but since i know people are getting accustomed whatever that means to going to doctors that's why i'm allowing doctors to heal because people are not going to do what i say anyway uh, if i'm if i'm well and i haven't had to see a doctor in 70 years boy i must be great I must no, be but so the fact holy. that yeah. at sinai god's giving these contradictory statements which is what he's trying to explain saying I know that's what's going to happen. People are going to go custom going doctor. It's not going to be a perfect world. They can't possibly follow all my rules. I think you're saying. Yeah. I think you're right. But one second, let me well, say. Yeah, I mean the the Garden of Eden was utopia. Didn't work stolen, out so stolen. Well. Not, not <laughs> even God couldn't get utopia. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. <laughs> so, so I, I guess what I don't understand is is where. This notion of oh, if you just behave, it's all going to be fine. Uh, but maybe this has remained in, in this thought it's, process. It's not. A, this it's is not. not this really is not the accepted, accepted view at all. Accepted. No one. Maybe everyone it's a polemic is against utopian thinking. That's maybe what this is really about. Like there, this doesn't exist. There is no utopian. Jews don't believe in utopian worlds. No, we believe in it. Just practically, it doesn't work. Well, this world, <laughs> we believe in the in the concept. This is what we should be striving for. Um, at the end of the day, we're realists. Except that you don't get into the promised land, and there's no utopia. Yeah, in at this the end world. of the day, we're realists, and, and maybe like you're saying, Hashem was also realist. Yeah. Hashem understood there there are going to be people who doesn't work. You're starting to sound like Saint Paul. Uh, who's that? Well, I mean, that's a good that's a, a good point you're raising. Yeah. So let's see. So let's just finish it because we're almost out of time, and then we'll, we'll continue. Lo bavur sheyomu. He says lo bavur in the middle of the paragraph and the lines lo bavur sheyomak yashem levado rofik halbaser. It's not because he should declare that Hashem God alone is the healer. Shekvar nagu. Because at the end of the day, we know there's doctors, and we know people like you're saying that people are not going to live at this utopian level. Okay, hanashim hanitzim shehiku. Uh, meaning he says if you look at the context where Hashem is saying rapo yurape what's the context clearly not utopia someone assaulted someone else he's saying where does it say the perverse rapo yurape he's saying in this non-utopian society where someone is beating the heck and is assaulting right which is against the Torah so he's saying Hashem when he gave the Torah understood that we're not going to not everyone is going to keep the Torah it's and that's the context what Hashem is saying rapidly rapidly yes when a guy beats the, beats, beats someone up in, in society where he's going against the Torah rapidly rapidly of course you're going to have to heal because clearly that's the, that's the non-utopia yeah. that's the extreme example no, yes. when you smoke when you're and you other things which are not good for you, I'm no, not know all those things. No, we're saying even spiritually. Like you have a, a silent killer inside of your body, and you have no idea. Right. You, don't, you don't even know what it is you shouldn't have done. Right. That's why you need to go to the path. That's, yeah. that's but different. But there is another sort of point that describes very well. Some doctors think cure. And <coughs> they're they gone. Think, wait a second. They can cure. But in reality, we need both. Both, both what? Both, what do you mean by both? We need both doctors and we need Hashem. Yes, that's, that's, that is that's that is. this is maybe what he's trying to say. Neither on their own, because we're not in the ideal world, can work. You, you because don't we really don't need Hashem. But in utopia, we don't need Hashem. All right, but... So he's saying, yes, so exactly. You got to know. In reality, because we are in the world, Including this class is not reality. Well, <laughs> because he didn't make it work either yeah. in Adam and Eve. That's so therefore, a lot of people only use 
Yes, and that's what and a lot of people well, there use doctors, mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't work unless you have both. At the end of the day, you're right. That's that's what's happening. But he's getting he's saying ideally that shouldn't be happening. That's according to him. According to others, he's saying ideally doctors is ideal. But he can't even. But even Hashem needs doctors. Doctors. So mm. so. That's, that's the well, the bigger question is what Hashem well, needs us for. He needs the help of humans. Yes. I mean, well, well, the world, yes. Humans. Hashem created the world with exactly tikkun olam. As humans finish off Hashem's work, yes. So you're correct. You're 100 percent correct. I'll just finish here, and he says, um, so he says again. That verse is telling you. Therefore, the Torah tells us, regarding men fighting with each other, or struck each other with a rock or a fist, there is an obligation upon the striker to make payment for medical treatment for his victim. Because the Torah doesn't rely on miracles in this utopian society. Hashem understands that we're even not living in this utopian society. Kasher Amra, as it says, It's just as the Torah states in a different place. Again, that there will always be, there will, there's going to be destitute people in the world. Why? Because again, in the ideal world, no one should be poor because if everyone's keeping everyone's bread will be blessed and the water there shouldn't be any destitute people but the fact of life is the Torah itself testifies there's always going to be destitute people in the world that we have to give charity to why is that? because we don't live in that utopian society so he's saying as you're saying as man is pointing out the Torah itself understands that we don't so always live in the utopian society let me just finish the last ends so people can go to work um, but when man when God favors man's ways and we li and we are living in that utopian society, he has no reason to deal with doctors and we have no use for doctors. So what's not normative so about that's, that? So that's the messianic era. Um, maybe, I'm not even sure then it's, uh, it's going to work completely like that. But maybe. At the end of the day, he's saying you should go to doctors. No, he's not saying you should. He's saying in the real we world. do, meaning uh, we're stuck with doctors. We're stuck with our system. The other side of the argument next week? <laughs> no, the other side is clear, but I do want to. First of all, so we were, there, there are many. There are two ways to understand the Ramban. So I'm gonna, we'll go through that next week. Two interpretations that I found in understanding what exactly his method of thinking was. And then maybe we'll look at the Ibn Ezra, who differentiates between external illness and internal illness. Other uh, non normative way of. Uh, no, it's not. Thank you.